shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. Praise God. Hallelujah. Are we ready in the house today? Amen. I mean, if it's not around, you can, there's a way you can do it. Amen. Use wisdom. Praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, amen. So we can respect the government authority. Amen. Hallelujah. It's glad to be in the house again. Actually, I was speaking to some people yesterday. It feels like it's been a, a long time that we've gathered. Amen. I don't know why. It just felt like many days, many weeks. It stretched that we've gathered. Praise God. Uh, I want to appreciate those in the house for the new church that was started last Sunday. Amen. That's a major, major milestone. Our pastor here, Pastor Femi. Amen. We thank God for that. Praise God. Uh, God's will and destiny for that place shall be established in the name of Jesus. Amen. Uh, we love Churchill. Praise God. Uh, Satan fights both toe and fro and what? And up and down. Any which way he's fighting. For people to even gather in the name of Jesus, he's fighting. Not to talk of for people to go up. So <laughs> it's not like, you know, amen. It's not like Satan only fights us that are going up. He fights those that are trying to gather people. Even in the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. And I hate Satan in any ramification. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. It's good to say. I don't know what to say. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's good to be in the house again. Amen. To see all your faces. Are we excited to be in the house today? Amen. Amen. Convention was surreal. It was beyond just the word. It was the spirit. There was an attitude of convention. There was culture. It came for conversation. It came for culture. Amen. And he opened doors for future blessings. I know it's not something we could comprehend today. Amen. And if you see the wisdom, that's how God always does it. That's how God always does it. Uh, that's, God will bless you with something you are not ready for. And that's why He began you by faith. When you enter defeat, they call it defeat. So everything is by believing. Amen. So even though God, you may be in the realm of Christ, God is teaching you Christ, God can just every now and again, we just douse everlasting life, douse eternal life, and then run away. <laughs> Amen. Praise God, that's how He does it. He will give you a glimpse of eternal life. Amen. He will now go back. And go back to Christ again. Go back to, then he'll come back and give you a glimpse of everlasting life. Go back and go back to Christ again. It's a wisdom of God because it must be by faith. So that to keep the faith going. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So we're going to go back to Christ again. This morning. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Um... We we had we had before before convention we had we had been in that stream of Christ, Amen. Then I think uh, the last 
life meetings we had, we was also a convention prayer meeting. We had visited Christ as part the spirits, the seven spirits, extraying Christ using the seven spirits. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. So we are still going to be extraying that content of Christ again uh, this morning to help build us up to receive the higher things. Now we know they are there, they are there, amen. We know that they are there, but what makes a soul reject eternal life is because it's not strong in Christ. Amen. Praise God. If you see my kind of attitude, me, I take anything, no. Uh, I see James is laughing. Of course I'm laughing. I like it anyhow, anyway. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. I like eternal life. I like everlasting life. I love Christ. I will love Jesus. I love Holy Ghost. <laughs> Amen. I love all of them in every dimension. Anything God, I love it. Anything that is from God. Even angel ministration. Angels can come and ministry. I love it too. It doesn't even have to be Angel Michael. Even if it's Seraphim Angel that comes, I love him too. Even if it's principality and power of good, of dominion of God, I also love those ones. Amen. Any man of God sent from God, I love him too. Amen. I love God. Anything that God is doing. Praise God. Hallelujah. So let us be at peace and balance. Amen. Amen. So if God is ministering eternal life to us, enjoy it. Knowing fully well he's wise, he will bring you back to Christ. Amen. Because he understands where you are at. Amen. Are we blessed in the house this morning? Uh, so I want to move on doing a recap. Because if we do a recap, it will be recapping it into eternal life when we are not ready. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Because that, a lot of the ministrations from, it's right from daddy, was uh, the, the messy door of eternity being opened. Showing us the world. And you must look for it too. In fact, there's one thing you should take from the convention, one central theme, apart from the reverence, Godly fear, one central theme is that you must be looking for eternal life, righteousness, a new world. Where in righteousness, you must look for it. If you don't look for it, it will not come. That's how, that, I tell you, that's how God things work. It's by faith. If a company is not looking for their world, Satan will continue to mesmerize and babble your head here. Because this is not your world. Excuse me? Amen? This is not our world. Do you know, if by any chance, they make me president of a nation, I'll be so afraid of that thing. I'll be so afraid of that thing. Excuse me, David, David was the king of Israel. He was always crying to God at night. Many are my enemies. He was not talking about Philistines, so he has beaten them. He's Israelites. <laughs> Many are doing that. <laughs> Have you read his arms? He was king, yet he was suffering persecution, affliction because of the people, their souls. Because he was king over a present world. So the moment that they make you a president, if you are satisfied in that presidential place, you are a Christian, you are a believer, you are in righteousness, there is a big problem. So how God helped David is to make him unsatisfied with being king of Israel. Then David now finally concluded, better is a day in your court, he's not talking about physical courts, than a thousand, being the king of a physical Israel that is passing away. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God 
those statements are coming from somebody who has suffered, who is tired of the present world, who is looking for a new world. That hunger must be in us. As you search it, it will begin to come to you and the old will begin to pass. The only way the old passes away is when those who are destined for the new seek it. Seek it out. Test for it. Behave like it. Manifest it. Begin to have his conversation. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, the Lord was just talk, you know, talking to me yesterday and, he, and then funny enough, as I was having that fellowship yesterday, I now tuned into the single summit. Pastor Mecca was now saying some things. And the thing, I was like, wow. What was Pastor Mecca saying? He was saying that the Lord has been imposing on his heart this, the, what about conversation? The attitude of conversation. Amen. And just earlier, the Lord was telling me that the way, and he used this scripture from Romans chapter 10. He says, For with the heart a man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth he confesseth unto what? Unto salvation. He was saying to me that revelation is what the heart believes. Conversation is what comes out of the mouth. Praise God. And so the work is not established until it becomes your nature, your conversation, your lifestyle. Amen. So he was now saying it's from revelation, and you must believe it. That's why the heart believeth unto righteousness. So as the revelation is coming, your heart will believe it. After a while, when your mouth starts speaking it, confessing it, it is now yours, it's your conversation. Then he said there's one last one, conduct is the final one. That is from conversation that conduct uh, is, the, is the seal, or is the, is the seal of that revelation. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So let's see. So Christ, Christ is our conversation. Amen. First, what they add to Christ's conversation is Father conversation. And then there's one last conversation, God. There's also an eternal life conversation. But that, you know, just that one is there. Amen. Let's go to Azar chapter 11. I will begin to x-ray again. Azar chapter 11. Praise God. From verse 1. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord, and shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge after the sight of his his eyes, Neither reprove after the hearing of his ears. But with righteousness shall he judge the poor, and with re- and reproof with the equity with reproof with equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth, mouth, and with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked, and righteousness shall be the girdle of his loins, and faithfulness the girdle of his reins. The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb. And the leopard shall lie down with the kid, 
and the calf and the young lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. And the cow and the bear shall feed, their young ones shall lie together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. And the sucking child shall play on the hole of an abs. That's a, that's a, an abs, you know that? And the wind child shall put his hand on the cockatrice den. They shall not hurt nor destroy all my holy mountain. For the earth, for the earth shall be filled full of the knowledge of the Lord. Amen. As the waters cover the sea. So what caused the lion to hang out with the lamb? And what caused the, the lion to allow a little child to lead him? Huh? Nature has changed. Conversation has changed. Behavior has changed. Nature has changed. Are you seeing? So as there is no other way to solve man's problem but Christ. No other way. There's no other way. You can't you can't struggle, you can't fight, you, you <laughs> Amen. The Bible talks about that in those days, when after men has realized that there's no other way, the Bible says nation is that they that they are pruning hook that they used to kill each other, they will break it. The weapon that they use, the spear, the wall of them will break it. And nobody will be fighting each other again. Amen. When men have found out that the conversation of death will lead to death. Are you ready for me today? So if, for example, let's say U.S., they think they are too strong. They are the strongest nation. Let's just say everything plays out. They now say they want to fight. They now bombard China. And China, no China will bombard them too. So they will now be a weakened nation. No, no, Russia is there. Russia will now laugh. <laughs> Our time has come. And why Russia is laughing and fighting US because US still has some strength. They now fight, they now fight. Russia will now be weak in Europe. We now say, okay, hey, we are now free. China has gone down. US has gone down. Amen. Russia has gone down. We are now the champions. And all the while, years has passed. It will shock you. Africa will rise. And Africa will start slapping Europe. <laughs> Amen. Nobody believes that one. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but what am I saying? After a while, after let's say it's a hundred year war, everybody realized that. Oh, but what are we doing? All of us have lost. Russia has lost. China has lost. America has lost. Europe has lost. Even Africa will be losing itself. <laughs> By nature, we are losing. <laughs> So, by the time you now realize that going to war is actually a lose-lose situation. Fighting all the time is a lose-lose situation. Everybody loses. <laughs> right now, everybody loses. I was just watching even the Canadian election. You know? Somebody wanted to take majority. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and everybody find them saying ba 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 ba. Everybody at the end, the same way it started two years ago. No difference. Everybody has lost. When they are doing the analysis of the election, they say there is no winner here. Everybody lost the election. Six hundred million dollars later, waste of money, waste of time, waste of everything. 
Praise God. So a time will come and it's better for you to realize it now than going through the war. Amen? And you may go through the war and you'll be one of the casualties of that war. You may never realize, am I communicating? That, oh wow, this, you know, you know, like I said, America lost, China lost, maybe half their population is gone. So let's say you're one of those who are the half gone. You never got the chance to realize that it's a waste of time. That's what Satan is doing. He is clearing the whole earth in graves and deaths. Mark of the beast. Hey, man, once you have mark of the beast, you will never realize that you, wasted, you are still dead. You wasted your time. You are gone. Praise God. So, me, I'm not fighting again. No. I'm not fighting anybody. <laughs> Amen. You can never win by fighting. You will lose something. That person will lose something. Everybody will lose something. So, though the Christ way appears difficult to a man, it is the only way. It is a necessary way. You are in the right way. And the verse are, because you maybe as a fresh fruit of those seeking Christ, even amongst us here, amen, you will be saying to yourself, ah, am I, it's always me losing, losing. Person offend me, amen, I have to apologize. If I offend somebody, I also have to apologize. <laughs> where am I, where is it, where has it ever happened that I'm the apologizing, I'm not the one apologizing. Somebody offends me, I have to forbear the person. If I offend the person, I have, <laughs> I have to make up for it. I have to rest it. <laughs> All the labor is on my head. So you feel, how, how, do you, how, how do you feel in such hours? You feel that you are losing. You are losing. And so the temptation is that go back to your war mentality. This is a season of not being a lion anymore, being a lamb now. Amen. Amen. Because by nature, you say, I have to fight for my right. I have to, we don't have rights. Who gave you rights? Where did the rights come from? What do they call it now? My body, his life. Not so. Is that not the. My body, his life. I was just looking at the thing. So I don't have life. Oh. <laughs> this is serious. I don't, actually, I don't have life. So what is my. If I don't have life, what is my rights? And what is your body? Is it not dust? Clay. If I, sorry, I, it's my body, his life. I don't have life, I just have body, but it's his life. So w- what rights do I have? Amen. Praise God. So it means that it's only God's life or God's righteousness. Amen. God's ways, praise God, that should permeate my soul, my body. Now, hear me. Hear me. Many people will say, ah, because we're talking about Christ, difficult. How to be the one for God, how to be the one for beer, and how to be the one for SD. It's a lot of labor. But when is your body his life? What other labor do you have to labor in life? Why is it grievous? It's because you also have your own labor together with the labor of learning Christ. But if you realize that you don't have any other labor than what? Than laboring in Christ. It will be easy to forgive now. It will be easy to forbear. I don't have anything else I'm doing with my life. I don't know if I'm communicating. I don't have anything else I'm doing with my life. 
So what the only thing I'm doing in my life is making sure I'm not keeping malice with anybody. Making sure I'm not envying anybody. Making sure I'm watching I'm not angry. Making sure I'm watching that I'm forgiving. I don't have anything else I'm doing with my life. If there's anything else I'm doing with my life, then it's not my body, his life. It's my body, his life, and my life. We are still managing. Amen. Praise God. This is, this, is the, this is where the rubber hits the road. This is the meat of it. This is the life. Amen. So, his commandments are indeed not grievous. They are only grievous when you have other commandments, am I communicating, that you are living by. Amen. Praise God. I said they are only grievous when what? You have other commandments. Because every man lives by instruction. So, someone say, ah, it's difficult to obey God. Yeah, it's because he, has, he enjoys obeying something else. That's all. Yes, yeah, so. <laughs> That's all that's inside. If you can disobey disobedience, you, what else do you have to, I have enough time. What else am I doing with my life? Really? Amen? Let me make it just very, very practical. I'll give you an example of my own life. I walk, I walk maybe 7 to 4. 7 to 5 sometimes. Amen? Uh, so after work, maybe you take care of some things. But what do we normally do? We're going to watch TV, really. Show. Go on Instagram. Go on the internet. Before you know it, time has already passed. You now realize, oh, it's late. It's late. I have to be ready for tomorrow. It always happens like that every day. Do you get me? But all those other things, why, why do I have to do them? And I always find myself doing them. So who instructed me to do it? Then before you know it, it's 9.30. Oh my God, I forgot this. I, I was supposed to finish this message. Hey. <laughs> Amen. Uh, you know, you define that you don't sleep late. Praise God. Or like when I wake up in the morning before, thank God we pray. I pray every day now. Amen. In the mornings. Before I used to, I sometimes I started wondering one day. Huh? I started wondering one day. What? You know, since we've been praying for like past a year or so, I was wondering, how was my life? What was I doing this at 6 a.m. before we started this prayer? I, I began to wonder, what was I doing? That I did not know I had this time to pray. Oh. And before, I wasn't able, I don't used to pray. At that time, because I felt that I was very busy, I always used to have something going on, so I don't used to have time to pray. So I'll just pray for five minutes before I'm going out to walk. <laughs> so what happened? <laughs> Amen. What happened? It's because there were some other commandments, some other instructions that I just found myself that I had to do them legitimate. I had to do certain things. You actually don't have to. So everybody is in boy obeying instructions. So don't give me the ah, God's commandments are difficult. Everybody is obeying instructions. Amen. Now there are there are degrees to God's commandments. There is instructions or commandments in Christ. There is instructions, commandments in the Father, everlasting life. There is instructions, commandments of eternal life. Amen. But everybody is obeying instructions. So, every time you are limited in obeying instructions in God, just know there is another instruction you are obeying. That's what I'm saying. You need to identify it. 
It could be anything. And everything, all of them are legitimate. It could even be there you are overstressing at work. You are giving to Caesar more than you need to give to Caesar. Many of us do it. We are giving, we are overpaying tight to Caesar. We give Caesar 20% tight. Ah, thank you, sir. <laughs> Amen. We overpay Caesar is tight. Why? Because of fear. That's why. It's because of fear. God knows that you have enough time to pay Caesar his tithe and also pay God his tithe, which is your hearing. God knows it. So if you are not having time for hearing, what is happening to you? You are overpaying somebody. Either it's Caesar or your flesh. One of the two. You are overpaying them tithe. I remember once, I remember maybe back then, maybe when DG Bible study, one time that you know, whenever Pastor will come, Pastor will say something. He will say that, that if you, you are 20, 24 hours in a day, if you can pay God 10% of your money, you can pay him 10% of your time. Right? It's, you know, it, it has, it's a discipline, right? But that concept is there. You can pay God tight. Amen. So most times, check it. It's because you are afraid. You are afraid of losing something. So you overlabor for it. But have faith. The God who gave you that job will keep it. Praise God. And how does he do it many times? I want to make this practical. Sometimes he will give you, he will give, he will increase your IQ, your skill on the job. I know it for a fact. My current job, I, I work at. When I first started, tedious. Also, to be doing overtime, just to keep up. But after about six months there, but after I've learned the, the skill of it, everything becomes templates, repetitive. So before, when I go out to a site for inspection, I can spend half a day doing the inspection. Then another two days completing the report. But maybe they should not hear this one. <laughs> now, 45 minutes, I've done this. <laughs> I already know everything it is. Amen? To do the report, I already have the template. I already knew what everything was last year. I know what it is. So I have the templates ready there, so I don't spend half a day anymore or two days anymore. Are you saying that? God can give you the IQ, the skill of it. Amen? That over time, you will gain, you will gain dominion over that place. You will not have to spend that labor. You know, there's an initial, God will understand, there's an initial thing you have to give, you have to spend. But after a while, if you, if you are having faith, God can give you mastery over that place. God told me once, I think that's what I was doing my master's, he was trying to teach me about it. He says, if, ah, see, my son, if you can understand revelation, what is biology, what is chemistry, what is engineering? Are they mad? Says 
For we understand that the world was made by him, and for him were all things made, concerning the word of God. That's the word of God, though. If you can understand what the creator, what is wrong with the creation? Are they, are they okay? Do they have sense? They should answer to you. Excuse me, the tree that they are studying in biology, microbes, the human body, who made it? So if you can understand Revelation, the scripture, what is it? You will comprehend it faster and quicker. In the name of Jesus. Receive that grace in the name of Jesus. At your workplaces, at your studies. Receive that grace for understanding. See, we should be excellent in everything we are doing. Not because we are over laboring. I said because you are tapping into the source of the creator. So when you are paying Caesar his dues. Yes, you will still work. Yes, you will still study you. I was explaining to faith seekers yesterday that grace, grace is not listeners. You don't go and sleep. <laughs> say, ah, but say, if I can understand the scripture, don't, don't, don't try it. I'm not there with you. Amen. My daughter said, is impatient. Say, if I can the scripture, you get it? <laughs> Please prescribe the right thing. Amen. I will not know. Go and research it. Go and study it again. <laughs> Praise God. But what I'm saying is that when you study things, comprehension will come quick. Because you are studying Revelation, Scriptures, and comprehension is coming. What is that book? You study it, comprehension will come quicker. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. When you are applying yourself in work, let's say there is something there is a tax you are about to do, you don't understand it. Ask a co-worker. After they explain something once, twice to you, you shouldn't, there's no need to ask, you know it. Because comprehension is inside you. Amen? You need to learn this skills. not that, oh, you are new in the place, you, know, you don't want to ask anybody anything, and you don't seek any help because you know, you feel you have come. No. You do, you do it as a normal person. You go through the process you learn, you ask questions from those who you ask for your professional questions, you ask those who you feel know better than you questions. But just know that to, from today on, there is a grace for comprehension upon all of you. That once have you heard, twice, if I once have they spoken the understanding, twice have you heard it. Once you open the book, twice you will understand it. From now on, in the name of Jesus. And go with the faith of that. Next time you open textbooks, you open all those things. You are doing those studies. I am studying to comprehend. I'm not going to be looking at you every day. I know it. I'm seeing it. I understand it. Because grace is coming. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Can I continue? So, are you seeing that the, the conversation in Christ is the only way of safety? Where people can dwell together in unity. Amen. Without malice, without what, what are the names? Let me list them. Envy, all of them. Strife, backbiting, everything, all of them, they are there. Praise God. You know, a, a time God, you know, Jesus, Jesus just, Jesus fought like a lion. Amen. 
He felt like a lion, teaching Christ, healing the sick, speaking against the Pharisees, speaking against unrighteousness. There is that dimension. Amen. That's the speakings. Amen. That's when you're a lion in speaking. But in conduct, be a what? Be a lamb. Be the first to say, I'm sorry. Yes. Yes, all the time. You can almost say the rap it's like rap. <laughs> Praise God. This is actually the life. This is when you begin to inherit the life. Amen. You're actually inheriting the life here. Amen. And it's in this life, it, praise God, is in the life, is in the doing of this life. As you are doing these things, you will begin to see that some of the questions of our heart begins to be resolved by itself. Amen. All those things that is there, is there God? Is there God? Uh, I don't know if God is uh, working right now. By the time people show you enough love, it means they're not showing you enough love. We need to bat you with love more. You don't need to see God. You are, God is, this is God. Love is basking. That's, we are the evidence to one another. John said it now. Is that what you say you want to love God? Sh- keep quiet. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, you see, with wisdom, say I will love God, but you love your brother. Is wisdom? You are, you are being deceitful, deceitful to yourself. <laughs> you are trying to use wisdom. No, no, I don't have to love my brethren, but I love God. Is a lie. How God exhibits Himself to you is true. Your brethren. If you cannot love them, you can't love God. Amen? Amen. Even the stubborn brother or sister. Amen? Among the ones that will be a thorn in your flesh. It's still God who. God wants to judge you. <laughs> God wants to deal with something inside you. So you allow that thorn to until that thing is gone. Huh? Did God not love Paul? I said, did God not love Paul? Paul did fasting and prayer on the mountain. I besought the Lord thrice. And remember Paul would say, I speak in tongues more than them all. Hey, he was having rapping tongues to get rid of those things. The whole heaven was having shaken by the tongues. Not once, not two, three times. To get rid of He was wondering, demons, he had demon, Paul I know, Jesus I know, who are you? If mean, they know him, he was wondering what is wrong here. It means this was not demons, so this was spiritual wickedness, special in agents of Satan. Shall I tell you what was about to what was about happening there? God wanted to elevate Paul from the realm of Christ to everlasting life. And the transition from the realm of Christ to everlasting life is fear. And to have that fear, you must be a lamb. Reverence and God fear. God wanted to humble Paul more for the next level. So he left those three spirits. Messengers of, they're not demons. Messengers of Satan. 
Because Satan himself is only a messenger of darkness. So they are close, they are close boys. Those are devils. They sent Paul three devils. May they not send you three devils. One devil is even all of you. So I won't see you again if one devil. <laughs> said to Paul, he says, what did he say again? For my strength, for my, my grace is sufficient for you. In your weakness, my strength is made perfect. Now, let's look at that word, strength. Now, remember, why did those three devils come to Paul? Because of the multitude of what? Of revelation. Now, he says that for my grace is sufficient for you. For in your weakness, my strength. What is my strength? For a man of knowledge, excellent strength. It means he wanted to bless Paul with even more revelation, with a crowning revelation. And the crowning revelation requires more fear. So he wanted to actually get Paul to my body, his life. Now, if you watch after that, when Paul will now write, God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners has spoken unto us in time past. That is my body, his life. Before, it was his life, my life. I, Paul, a servant of our Lord Jesus Christ, <laughs> called of God an apostle <laughs> by the will of God. <laughs> Paul has been slain at this hour. It wasn't Paul anymore. Anything, God who had, God who this, God who this, God who that, God did this. <laughs> He's a man who, is, who, has, who has suffered, first of all, become meek and has great fear. You will not even dare to call your name inside. That's how much fear Paul came into. You not even dare to put your name. He rather puts Timothy's name than even his name. Timothy's name is in the book of Hebrews. But Paul's name is not there. <laughs> he rather put other people's name. He doesn't want to be mentioned again. Praise God. So this journey we are journeying is from faith to faith. Amen. That's the gospel of Christ. And then it's also from fear to fear. That is the gospel of everlasting life. Amen. Are we together in the house, please? Amen. Let's see it. Uh, Let's see Romans chapter 1. My favorite. Yes. You don't know why this, this scripture is my favorite. You can use it for all the three dimensions of the gospel. So you can say, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. When you come to everlasting life, you should also say, I am not ashamed of the gospel of everlasting life. Because you can be ashamed at every dimension of the gospel. And you can also use it for God. I'm not also not ashamed of the gospel of eternal life. 
I will not be ashamed of any mystery, both the mystery of Christ, the mystery of the Father, and the mystery of God. If the Bible says it's there, it's there. I love all of them. And I'm not ashamed of anyone, regardless of the enmity, regardless of the uh, assault of the enemy. When Satan assaults you, it's to make you ashamed of what you are holding. That's all. When, because what, what do people typically do when you are ashamed? You drop it now. You draw back. And then other thoughts will come. Ah, maybe God is not there. It's a lie. <laughs> maybe we are going too far. <laughs> it's because shame has entered. So it says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto what? Salvation. What salvation there? Everlasting life. How do I know this? What shall they call the gates of the everlasting kingdom? Praise. And what shall they call our walls? Salvation. <laughs> you get me? Amen? There are two dimensions of salvation. Shield is what is a salvation. Exceeding great reward is also a salvation. One is everlasting salvation. And the other one is what? Eternal salvation. So just by getting to everlasting life, you are safe. Do you know why? Because you have shield against all the arrow of the enemy. That's why in everlasting life, they judge iniquity. There's a lot of judgment in everlasting life. Sight. Praise God. So when God was saying, God was revealing himself to Abraham. I am two. I am that I am. What are the two? The first I am is what? I am thy shield. What's the second I am? And exceeding great reward. And so when they were there to manifest their son, who was both wonderful, exceeding great reward, counselor, Shield. They revealed him as what? The lion and the lamb. Praise God. And they call themselves always like in that order. God. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Or they will say the spirit within and the spirit upon. What is the spirit upon? Shield. That's the Holy Ghost. What's the spirit within? The spirit of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus. But it's one spirit. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. So when he says here, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, let's do the journey, just a little journey. For it is the power of God Unto salvation, to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. For what is inside it? The righteousness of God, revealed from what? From faith to faith. Amen. As it is written, the just, the righteous one shall live by what? Shall live by faith. Now, so what is inside the gospel of Christ? The righteousness of God. Now let's see, there's a second one. Let's see to, let's go to Isaiah 28. 
we'll see the second one. Amen. Isaiah 28, from verse 15 to 17. Because ye have said we have made a covenant with death, and with hell are we at agreement. When the overflowing scourge shall pass through, it shall not come unto us, for we have made lies our refuge, and under falsehoods are we hid ourselves. So darkness also has two gospels. You know, there's a way the Bible will say, uh, those who are in hell and those who lie in the shadows of the valley of, they has two. Amen? So, it is lies, made lies our refuge, and under falsehood have we hid ourselves. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation, a stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation, he that believeth shall not make haste. Verse 17. Judgment also will I lay to the line, and righteousness to the plummet, to the plummet and the hail shall sweep away the refuge of lies. So judgment judges the refuge of lies. Meaning the refuge of lies is everlasting. Amen. And the waters, which is righteousness, shall overflow the what? The hiding place. So there's, so there's righteousness... Amen. And there's a demarcation between what? Righteousness and what? And judgment. Are we clear? There's a demarcation between what? Righteousness and what? And judgment. Do you know what judgment is? Judgment is righteousness that is arranged, that has been sealed, that has been cemented, that has been concretized, that has been fully formed. Amen. But it has two different forms. So they will call judgment, righteousness waters, they will call judgment hail. Am I communicating? But what is the chemistry of hail? I hope I'm not losing anybody. What is the chemistry of hail? What is hail really? It's water. That has a different form. But if you see water and you see hail, would you call them the same thing? You have to call them different names. Because one is hail, one is water, but it has the same consistency. So hail is a fully formed water that has become a stone. Meaning that you can use to shoot bullets at somebody. And you can use to slay a Goliath. If David took hail, hail a hailstone, he would have had the same effect as the stone that he used to kill Goliath. That's what judgment does. Judgment comes to kill. Righteousness comes to elevate you above the enemy. When judgment will come, judgment is not negotiating. Judgment is a killer. Judgment comes to kill. So, now, let's reread Romans chapter 1 with judgment sides. Praise God. Amen. Then we'll go back to Isaiah 11. I'm still bringing points. Amen. Romans chapter 1 from verse 16 with judgment sides. Now, hear me. I'm going to read it. Romans chapter 1 verse 16 with what? With judgment sides. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of everlasting life. For it is the eternal power of God unto eternal salvation. Unto everyone that is a Christ. 
Amen. Yeah, there is no Jew or Gentile in this one. You are a Christ. Now, for therein is the judgments of God revealed. Revealed. Oh. Revealed from fear to fear. Now, hear me. Oh my goodness. I need I need to I need to act a movie right now. <laughs> I need some stars in the movie. Avan, come. Avan will be the good a good fellow. Who wants to act the bad part? You are covered. <laughs> please, okay, please come. <laughs> And then Shifra come. Shifra react in the middle. <laughs> come in here. Let the camera see you as well. It's not too much action. So Avang, you stay here. Shifra stay in the middle. And then Prince is here. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, Shifra is Christ. Praise is the old man. Now, praise has a gospel. It's called the gospel of this world. And when you see most people in this world, they are panting. Do you know what gospel they have? Gospel of fear to fear in the wrong side. So everybody who is an unbeliever, they are afraid of something. It's why they pant after the world. Am I communicating? It's why they pant. So something is hooking them in that fear. It's fear that causes you to obey darkness. You, you obey darkness because it's rewarding you something, and you are afraid that if you don't obey it, you will not get what it's saying. Amen. The same way on the other side. Now, here you are already in a fear to fear, but in a darkness fear to fear. So, here is God's fear to fear. The same quaking you had when you were here, you should have here, but for God. But God knows you can't just jump the school. You, because you are, you are point. look that way. You are, your fear is to this projected this way. So what did God do? The only answer, he tried it all in the old covenant to be speaking from here to praise. Praise did not listen. Because praise was gone. She was afraid of something else. So when you see the old covenant, God's judgments, and that you now kill to make them afraid. All those harshness of the old covenant is to impact fear. But the fear of this world was too much. It never worked. So God generated something called Christ. Do you know what fear, what faith does? Faith is the antidote to fear. So when God produced Christ, is to judge this girl. Judge all your fears and projections of fears to this world. That's what Christ is to do. By the time you now, thank you, praise. By the time you now finish this side, praise God. By the time you, you are no longer afraid in this world, you've conquered to be not afraid of this world, means you have conquered the world. Just joking, you should not be afraid of losing your job. You should not be afraid of school. I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not saying, yeah, don't, 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 don't say, don't even say anything. It doesn't mean anything. Take your school seriously, but don't be afraid of it. Take your work seriously, but don't be afraid of it. Take everything seriously, but don't be afraid of it. Give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. 
So Christ is the one who judges the fear, makes you a Christ. Now you are now ready to learn the gospel of fear. You are now ready to turn here to Aban and fear God and let God be your new world. Let let him be the one that makes you quick, that makes you pant, that makes you uh, that hastiness, that makes you jump when he speaks, when he gives instructions, when he has all commandments, instructions in the world. Let him be the one that makes you alive. Praise the name of the Lord. Thank you so much. God bless you. Amen. So fear is life. That's what I'm saying. Fear is what? Right now, a lot of our lives are still controlled by fear. So we live by fear. Amen. We live by fear. So I, the, the, one of the greatest examples of fear is when you are in school. I remember those days. When yeah, midterm is coming. You see that? So that means, and then, so what will control the next of your three days of life? That fear of the midterm. Are you saying, so fear is life. So Christ's life is to delete the wrong life. Is a life. Christ's life. Christ's life. Christ is an adversary to the enemy. Just as the, the enemy is an adversary to you, Christ is his adversary. Not God, though. God doesn't talk to him. God doesn't have discussion. <laughs> the devil's adversary is Christ, not God. Christ judges all those things that he made the did in you that makes you afraid of this world, losing things, your status, your place, ambition, pride of life, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh. For any, if any, these things be in you, not so. If any man love the world, the love of the Father, that is really the fear. If any man fears the world, the fear of the Father is not in him. That's what it means. It means that if you fear the world, you will do the world. You will give your time, all your time to the world. And as long as you are giving all your time to the world, you will not be able to give your time to who? To God. Then later it now says in that same scripture, For whosoever doeth the will of God does what? Abideth forevermore. Amen? Praise God. So it's very simple. You know the movie just say, So praise is too busy because of the world. Fearing the world. Doing the world. Amen. That she cannot, even though God may be speaking from today to tomorrow, she cannot do it. She doesn't have time to do it. Because she's so tied. Her life is so tied to making achievements in this world because she's afraid that if she doesn't make those achievements in this world, she will die. So Christ will beat those things down. Amen. Now, when Christ has beaten those things down, that's why I tell you, I don't have anything else to do with my life. When Christ has judged a man well, you will find yourself, you will not have anything else to do with your life than to what? To serve God. <laughs> There's enough time, oh. Oh, we're too busy. No, no, no. There is enough time. What you just need to do is to judge me. You need more Christ. You need more faith to faith. Because there is still some fear to fear. Now, do you know who the father now begins to deal with? A soul who is empty. When I mean empty now, doesn't, when I mean empty, I mean empty of fear. The wrong fear. That's who the father deals with now. So when the father sees that you have no longer any projection fear to the world, 
He will now start his own. Start teaching you his own fear. His own quickings. Praise God. Let's go back to Isaiah chapter 11. Hallelujah. And they are linked there. That gospel of Christ, gospel of the Father, is linked in Isaiah 11. Amen. And they shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom. You see here, they call it the spirit of the Lord. And there are two lords. My Lord said to my Lord, Sit down at thy right hand, till I make thy enemies thy what? Thy footstool. Bible is very accurate too. Somewhere else it says the spirit of the Lord God. Uh-huh. That's Isaiah 61. Praise God. They call it the spirit of the Lord God. That's Isaiah 61. Here they call it the spirit of the Lord. Here they're actually referring to the spirit of Christ and of the Father. Amen. Let's see the two lords again. Let's see another witness. First Corinthians chapter 6. Let's see the two lords at work. First Corinthians chapter 6. The two lords at work. Oh, Second Corinthians chapter 6. Amen. I'll start from verse uh, 15. And what concord had Christ with Belial? Or what part had he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement had the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Verse 17. Now, this is the first Lord. Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate. I thought this was in prayer meetings. Come up on Monday and be ye separate. That's Christ. Say it who? Say it the Lord. And touch not the unclean thing. Remember, what's the unclean thing? The Babylonish garment. Achan from Joshua chapter 7. The Babylon. This world. So, first of all, be ye separate. Judge your serpents. Amen. Then touch not the unclean thing. Judge the world in you. Amen. And I'll receive you. Comma. Now it now turns to the next Lord. Who is receiving you now is the next Lord. It's a transition. It's not like they are two different, but it's just a transition of, of judgment from righteousness to judgment. Or a transition of water becoming hail. Amen. So by the time you have judged the world, you are ready for hail. Because it's not easy. Tell you, I'm saying as we are seated here, many of us have not still overcome the world. It's not easy. Even though you've been hearing Christ for many years. It's not easy. Many of us would have done what he can do though. Because that thing was very attractive. Then we just keep it. Nobody will know now. Nobody knew. But only a spirit that <laughs> Joshua did not know. Eh? Joshua that knew it all things. Joshua did not know that somebody has put something somewhere. He took God to judge Israel. 
Amen. For concerning the world. Amen. He now says here, says, and I will be a what? I will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Are you seeing that? So that's the father. Because I will be a what? A father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. So to differentiate, they added Almighty to the father's name. So Jesus will say what? My father is what? Is greater than I. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So are we seeing that transition? My Lord said to my Lord. There are two Lords. Sit down. That's the Father and the Son. Sit down on my right hand till I make thine enemies thy footstool. So the first Lord, praise the name of the Lord, will prepare you for the second Lord. So Christ will prepare you for what? For everlasting life. So Christ is not the end of the journey. Are you seeing that? What will Christ do? Prepare you for everlasting life. Amen. Now, let's see another witness. Uh, Isaiah chapter 9. Isaiah chapter 9. Glory to Jesus. Amen. That's it. From verse 11. Is it 11 I'm looking for now? No. Chapter 9 verse 6 actually. Verse 6. So Isaiah 9 verse 6. Amen. Are we in the house together, please? Isaiah 9 verse 6 is very clear here. Amen. It's very clear here. I will explain it. Isaiah 9 verse 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Then the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called what? Wonderful Counselor. So, wonderful counselor, that's two. How many did he call? Two. Wonderful counselor, that's two. Now, semicolon. They now wanted to explain wonderful and counselor, who they are. Now, he now turned to three. Comma, he says, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Now, why? Why wonderful counselor? Because wonderful is the mighty God. Eternal life is a wonder. That's why it's exceeding great. It's beyond what you can ever ask or imagine. Anything that is beyond what you can ask or imagine is a what? Is a wonder. Are you with me, somebody? Or Marvel. That's why they do Marvel Studios. Avengers. Because what if they're trying to wow you? They're trying to do a wonder for you. It's a lying wonder. It's a false wonder. <laughs> there is no hawk. <laughs> there is no Thanos. <laughs> and it is so popular. I don't know anybody who is a sportsman. 
Milwaukee Bucks, the basketball team, with this guy, we know him, Giannis, the, the Greek Nigerian guy, Dekukumbo. When he won the NBA championship, they called him Thanos. Him by himself. They say him by himself won the championship. <laughs> they got, they got, his brother's name is Tianis. I think it's Umbo. <laughs> so from there, he got a nickname called Thanos. <laughs> anyway, now him by himself just went and won the whole championship. Because the last game, he literally, the last game, he scored over 50 points. He just took the game over. So they say, they don't say call him Thanos. <laughs> Thanos in the flesh. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. So, but God, eternal life is a what? Is a wonder. That's why Jesus will say, when he wanted to go to eternal life, he says, he calls it higher than the heavens. Beyond what you can think or imagine is a wonder. So before you even get there, you must come to great first. Amen. These things are in Ezekiel too. God has been taking me through Ezekiel recently. Ezekiel 36, 37. Exceeding great army. He's referring to those three doctrines. Exceeding God, great father, army Christ. Because Christ means, army means many mighty. Many mights. Christ is many waters. Christ is God's army. And that's why Christ is, they call him the Lord of heaven's armies. He's an army by himself. Amen. Well, let's not, because that's actually the journey of becoming into eternal life. They will first make you an army. So anytime you are slacking, it's because you, you are not yet an army. What does that mean, that you are not yet an army? The Bible says that if a man fails in the day of adversity, what happens to his strength? And what is strength? Knowledge. Uh-huh. So anytime you are receiving Christ, what are you receiving? Knowledge. What is that again? Strength. What is that again? Might. Amen. So imagine receiving, you've finished Christ, fullness of Christ. Who are you? You are mighty. So all this labor, and that's why Christ is the longest journey in terms of time-wise, teachings-wise. Faith, hope, and charity. Faith, hope, and charity. Stay on Christ. <laughs> and, you know, all those things are necessary because Christ is, before you can become, before, me, before you become a general in an army, how many years would you have saved, gone off the ranks? How many people would you have killed in Iraq, in Afghanistan? They would have been hearing of you. You yourself, you are the army. You are the battalion. <laughs> yeah? that's, what, that's what they are raising us into. It's not talking about numbers there. It's you. One person can be an exceeding great army. One person. How do I know? Who is Jesus? One person is an exceeding great army. Who was Paul? Paul was a great army. One man brought down the whole Roman Empire. It's Paulo. Excuse me. Am I lying? So we say, ah, no, it wasn't Paul. It was 300 years later. It's Paul. <laughs> you know, God doesn't mark things. God doesn't fight war for five years. God fight, fights 1,000-year war. Eternal war. God, one man, I, Paul, is almost Jesus. Have we recovered? Has the earth recovered? 
as the earth recovered, one army, he sent one bullet. And he sent him as not an army. He sent him as a baby that could have been killed by an army. Army came to kill him. They had to take him, evacuate him to Egypt. Then he, <laughs> mistake. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. One man army. He was among 12 disciples. Foxes have their holes. Bears have their nests. But the son of man has no way. He has no meaning my thoughts. What makes me who I am was not in any of them. He was the only army there. He was the one guarding them. Not them guarding him. We won't know they'll be walking around him. He's the one guarding them. He did one thing, one sacrifice, one thing. He scattered the whole place. Do you know Jesus scattered the whole earth? Go. I wish you could go and live before Jesus. Then fast forward maybe 500. Jesus scattered the whole earth. And the earth is still quaking. In fact, all the darkness going on the earth, Satan is even more afraid now because he's about to even do what he has not never done before. <laughs> people, are you seeing some of these? Some people have gone mad, though. Mad, though. As in darkness has gone mad, though. They've gone mad, crazy. They are afraid of what is coming. Is this gospel they are afraid of? People are about to step into everlasting life. And you know what that will do? When there's one thing that fathers, once, if, once fathers begin to arise on, it, on the earth, oh my God, fathers, those are, do you know who fathers are? Fathers are tronic men. Amen? What are fathers? Or ark men, maybe let me use that word. Amen. Yeah? Amen? Because everlasting life, what was the ministration that came with everlasting life? The ministration of the ark. That was April. Let me just show you a glimpse of, a, of an ark. What follows an ark? Romans, uh, Revelation chapter 10. Sorry, I'm digressing. Let's just gist it. Revelation chapter 10. 11, actually. Verse 19. And the temple of the Lord of God was open in heaven, and there was seen in his temple the ark of his testament. And there were what? Lightnings. What? And voices. And thunderings. And an earthquake. And great hail. In the, even, in the, even in the Old Testament, the old ark, David left it now. It was because people were dying, people were falling sick. I beg, I beg, I beg. Let's <laughs> not come and die. <laughs> but do you know what the everlasting life is? Everlasting life will make you an ark of God. I don't know if I'm communicating. Everlasting life will make you what? Do you know, not even because you want it, because of who you are. What will follow you are these things. Lightnings on the earth. Thunderings on the earth. Shakings, it means shakings. It means what? Now, when they were speaking about, yet once more I shake both heavens and the earth. Why? Why did God, why did God knew that that was the time? What was happening on the earth? That the things that be, shall, cannot be shaken. What was that? Wherefore, we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be moved. I'm telling you something. Second Peter calls it, he will give us abundant entrances unto the everlasting kingdom of our God. Are you seeing the language I'm using? 
So a man who is coming into everlasting life is becoming an ark of God. Ark, you are, you are about to house eternal life. Everlasting life is the house of eternal life. That's why they call it eternal power. Eternal power and Godhead. So eternal power, everlasting life, is to house God. So the anatomy is by translation, you are becoming a what? An ark. And by virtue of being an ark, just, hey, my God. By virtue of raising ark on the earth. Are you ready? Should I show you again? God raised one for 4,000 ark in Revelation chapter 7. Let's see what happened to the earth. That one, the thing, it was by the time they got to one for 4,000, they, they gave the earth gave in. It was too much. Let's see, Revelation chapter 7. Oh, glory to God. Aside from verse 1, are we okay? Amen. Aside from verse 1. And after these things, I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth, holding the four winds of the earth, that the wind should not blow on the earth, nor on the sea, nor in any tree. And I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. Seal. You know, seal is judgment. Seal is finishing. Amen. Seal of the living God. And he cried with a loud voice to the four angels, to whom it was given to hurt the earth and the sea. And to confirm that the seal is judgment, seal is finishing. In Revelation chapter 14, they called it the Father's name. On their forehead, meaning judgment, finishing. Amen. Now, Saying, hope not the earth, neither the sea nor the trees, till we have sealed the servants of our God. Amen. The servants of our God in their foreheads. Judgment. And I heard the number of them which were sealed, and were sealed an hundred and forty and four thousand of all the tribes of the children of Israel. Now, they named the tribes. Then verse 9. After this. Somebody say, after this. After what? After the judgment has come, the sealing has happened. What happened? I beheld and lo, a great multitude, which no man could number, of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues, stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hands. And he cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, which seated upon the throne and unto the Lamb. And all the angels stood round about the throne and about the elders, and the four beasts, and fell before the throne on their faces, and worshipped God, saying, Amen, blessing, and glory, and wisdom, and thanksgiving, and honor, and power, and might, be unto our God forever and ever. Amen. Verse 13, And one of the elders answered, saying unto me, What are these which be arrayed in white robes? And whence came they? Verse 14, And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. And he said unto me, These are they... These are they which came out of great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Amen, somebody. So as God was sealing men, the earth was quaking. And to seal man, is not, don't think it's, the thing is not far-fetched. Are you hearing everlasting life? You are being sealed. That's it. Do you like everlasting life? You are not fitting and not finish you. I say that. They say we are being saved. We are saved. No, <laughs> we, are, we are still there. We are still trying. We are, we are still even doing Christ. Then we don't enter our world to be saved. Amen. 
but the part of Christ, what God has blessed the house with, amen, this walk across the earth with, is he has brought Christ, he has brought everlasting life, and the day that you know that he has almost finished bringing everlasting life is that you open the door to eternal life. So it means that he's in the house. You may not have it yet, but he's in the house. So it means that as we journey together now, what is going to be happening is that we are going to be coming into the fullness of Christ. Amen. And we are going to be accessing everlasting life. And it is for you. If you want to help this earth, get everlasting life. That's the solution. If you want to help the kingdom of God, get everlasting life. That is the solution. Amen. It's not necessarily more evangelism. By the time you quake the earth, the boys, those mad boys that, are, that disturb, you are disturbing, that they are, you will think, ah, this person doesn't need help. They are not quick. When they quick, you know those people I used to give examples of. I'll go to their house. I'll be wondering whether they should be evangelizing to me or me evangelizing to them. I just need to have everlasting life. Let me go back to that house. Mm. They wanted to hear what I have to say. Hey. <laughs> Amen? And I don't know why men, I don't know what is our problem. We have a problem. I say we have a what? Many times it's tribulation that causes us to steal. If the man, I know that by the time God just, sometimes he just, God just butter your bread. Job has landed, things are working out, PR has come. Ah, everybody, it does start, start coming down. I'm like, ah. <laughs> Yes, that was a shade. Correct it. <laughs> Praise God. No, we just it's, and it's not. It's just a nature of ours. Amen. We now start. Do you know why? Because you now start finding the other things. Now you now that you have money. Before I couldn't go to Cineplex. Come on. <laughs> I could not afford before. Before I couldn't go, go to Vancouver for vacation. I, I'm not even asking for much. Just two days. Are <laughs> you see? I see oh, many things will start coming up. And by nature, you now start okay, cooling it down. It's a nature of man. We should not be like that. And the only thing that makes us not like that is everlasting life. Because in Christ, you can be like that. Because Christ is on Zion. And woe to them. Who are at ease in Zion? So a Christ can be at ease. I've seen it. Many of us here are Christ in different dimensions. And I've seen us in different dimensions also be at ease. A Christ can still be at ease. Now, do you know why a Christ can still be at ease? It's very simple. I, I almost demonstrated it already. The actual work... They call it everlasting works. It's here. Here, the, the work here is really deleting work. Yes. <laughs> the work here is really what? Deleting work. Most of it is deleting work. Because before you were not forgiving, now you are forgiving. So it's a deletion. But in that deletion, it has a double-edged sword. It's also an addition. But when you are dealing with God and God's work... God, the work of God is not that you forgive your brother. That's between you and your brother. 
Before, it's because you were not forgiving your brother. Yeah, you were not able to do the work of God. I don't know if I'm just somebody here. What was hindering you? Because you were keeping malice with the brother, and maybe the brother was, was in, the, in the ministry. So that's why you slowed down your activity. So God knows that, okay, delete the malice, then now you can now do the work of God. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. So they call it everlasting works. That's so. So anyone who will to ready to do everlasting works must be free of death works, of world works, to do everlasting works. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Are we still in the house together? Are we being blessed? Are we seeing how it goes from faith to faith to fear to fear? From doctrine of Christ to the doctrine of everlasting life. And it's in everlasting life that nobody will need to wake you up and say, Ah, you are at ease, oh. Oh, Jeannie, you are cooling down. Nobody will need to tell you in everlasting life. Because why? You are sealed. Sealed means you are permanently hot for God. You are permanented in in your growth trajectory. You are not turning back. So when they talk about fatherhood, they talk about in whom there is no variableness, no shadow. We still have it. Uh, that's the problem. We can still turn. Somebody said, I can still turn. It's true. But it will change. That statement will change one day for you in Jesus' name. Amen. So that's the, the realm of everlasting life. Is the realm by, by that realm you can never be at ease anymore in Zion because you have been permanented in your state of loving God, of learning God, of serving God, of being on whatever God is doing. That's what you are doing. My body is life. That's an everlasting statement. Praise God. I want to build it again. I still want to do some work in Christ. Let's go back to our to play level. Praise God. Amen. I hope you're enjoying my gist. So now we are now able to, now we're about to now start the doctrine. We are going to be versing ourselves in. Praise God. The in the rest of this year. I'll take now. I'm going to begin to take my time. So all I've just given, I've given you the general gist of what, of the doctrine of Christ, which is the gospel of Christ, which is again what, from where, from faith to. Don't forget that. Whenever you hear gospel of Christ, remember what, faith to faith. And what does what is faith antidote to? Fear. From where, from this world. So now, hear me. The Bible says, a man of knowledge excelleth in strength. Not so. If a man's strength faileth in days of adversity, the man faileth in days of adversity is because his strength is small, meaning his knowledge is small. Now hear me. If you are succumbing to the fear of this world, amen? If you are succumbing to the fear of this world, what is the problem? What is missing? You don't have enough knowledge. That's it. 
then you need to ask questions. It means you are, you, maybe the, you, are not, you need more teaching. If you are feeling like that, you need more teaching. That's what you need. You need what? That's the answer. Now, God help me. I need to explain this thing well. I need to explain this thing well. It's a Christ versus a Christ. But in the other sense, an antichrist. An antichrist meaning another Christ. And every Christ comes as a double-edged sword. Now, when Satan brings those thoughts that make you want to draw back, when he brings the thought, the thought does not directly say draw back. But why is it that this, this edge of the sword from the thought once makes you to draw back? It's a double-edged sword. The thought will actually come to make you feel like this thing is not working, God is not this, legitimate argument. But the end of every thought, of, how I just know, this is very simple, how I conclude the end of a satanic thought is this. How do I feel after the thought has finished? Do I want to slow down? Is some satan. Very simple. I think it's very simple now. So if the conclusion of a thought is for you, ah, maybe I should not come to deal is from Satan. Maybe I need to reduce my distance, my commitment is from Satan. Maybe I need to re- listen to less messages, things interfering with my life is from where? Why don't you think, okay, maybe I need to sleep less. The first thing, maybe I need to reduce my messages. Why, why does Satan, why is it going for that thing all the time? You know, some people, when people have issues in life, why is the first thing you first blame us first? This life meeting people. <laughs> why? <laughs> Anything wrong happens in your life, it is this life meeting people. Ever since I rode with this pastor, James Pastor Femi. <laughs> Where is that thought coming from? It's from Satan. Are we the only ministry you have listened to listening to? <laughs> Why is it that hostile? <laughs> Take all the blame. from Satan, it's the devil. All to get you to drop. Why? Because why does he have to put this second edge of that sword? Why? Because he knows if you go back to that place, you regain strength to beat that thought. That's it. That's it. He knows your solution is in that place. So he will give you the thought, make you weak, then tell you, don't go there. Why? Because that's the place of your solution. Amen. Some of us, let me go the glass. Some of us, maybe you know that, oh, maybe you need to call Pastor Femi, you need to call Pastor Jim, you need to call Pastor you need to call someone, you need to text somebody. Amen? That I'm having this problem. But you're just like, ah, no, let me not come and disturb. I know what they will say. Let me not come and disturb them. It's a lie. Amen. They can help you. At that hour. Because at that hour, what you need, let me be blunt. What were, what, is it, what were you doing at the hour that the thoughts were coming? 
I bet you if you listen to me, say the thought will not be coming. When is that not touch your body? What are you doing that hour? You're praying, say, I just want to relax, and then on your phone. Browsing, so maybe it's a picture I saw on Instagram. They think they now we want to need to know everybody's married, you know. When is my own? They say, but well, that's not the only problem. But from that one, it will now sit down and use that as a ledge. You now enter another thought. Ah, uh, no, I think it's that like there's not too many brothers there. Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> So I check myself. Anytime I'm struggling with thoughts too much, I must be idle. Idleness doesn't mean that I'm not idleness. I can be watching Netflix. That I'm idle. If you are doing anything but God, you're idle. <laughs> you really are. The other thing you're watching is useless. And say the thing is not edifying. So see how Satan can enter. Thoughts can come like that. Amen. If you are going on Instagram, you're idle. Facebook, you are idle. Just count it as idle time. Don't count it as useful time. It's a useless time. Amen? And Satan, thoughts always come in your useless time, your idle time. So they are an idle mind. So people say the devil's workshop. You say that? So if I now check it out, whenever I'm thinking this thought, ah, that means I might, I will post that thing. I need to go and do something, man. There's something wrong. It's because I'm I do. I, well, that's how I summarize it too. I just summarize that whenever I'm facing barrage of thoughts, it's because I'm what? I'm I do. I'm going to say, oh, Pastor James, no, it's not like I was lying down. No, when you watching a movie, you're I do. Amen? Praise God. When you washing plates and not doing, maybe not thinking of anything, just washing plates and taking time, cooking, you are still I do, really. And because the idleness I'm talking about is of the mind. You are not engaging your mind. So, as you are not engaging your mind with hooked with Christ or righteousness at that hour, Satan found the space. So, sometimes you can wash plates and play message. Let it just be real. Let it, I don't like the sound. Let the sound, I just, even if I'm not here, let the sound just be playing. And even in message, you can also be. <laughs> because you are hearing, the thing is just playing. But at that hour, you know, sometimes you'll be hearing, your mind will now go blank and go somewhere else. So, what do you do at that hour? Bring, it means bring your attention back to the message. Oh, what are they saying? Let me, maybe I should go back five minutes. Let me catch up. Meaning, engage your mind again with something else. Don't give Satan space. I don't want to allow someone to entertain the thoughts that there is no God. Even if somebody comes with me with scientific evidence, I'll say thank you very much. I'll close and say bye bye. Me, as for me and my household, will save the Lord. I know I'm mad. If I, I'm the one telling you, you can go and tell everybody that I am mad. <laughs> go and conclude it. But 
I rather believe in this God that you say does not exist than believe in this world that is evil. Did I make, see my hands, did I make it? Did I, did I do it like this? Am I the one that did this? Don't entertain. Don't entertain for too long. So now you have to be brilliant. You know, some of these spirits are very philosophical. If you give them space, they will out-philosophical you. And they will philosophize you because why? At that hour, they see that your strength is weak. Do you get me? So they will come with philosophies. They will, they, aye, arguments. You have not made decisions even before anybody can even get to you. So you don't give them, don't entertain it. Don't give them space. The Bible says, don't give space to the devil. Thank you, I was looking for the scripture. The Bible says, resist the devil. How do you do it? Submit therefore to God. That's how you do it. I will not ever entertain any thought that will even suggest to me there is no God. God punish you. Back to sender where you come from. And the best way to get rid of many souls to be, I agree, I agree, yeah, I agree, hey, I agree, I agree with you. <laughs> Just be going. <laughs> I'm a foolish, I know. We all follow us are foolish together. Like, I know. Science brought vaccines, science brought this, I, I get it. We clap for science. As for, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Whether he exists or not, I'm serving him. And that's the last, it'll tell them that answer. So they can leave you alone. I, I don't care. I say whether he exists or not, me, I'm serving him. I mean, at this I'm mad. Leave me. What you have I've come back. Leave me alone. What? Okay, tell me, what other, what other argument do they want to have? When you tell somebody whether he exists or not, you are going to sound God. But when you are still trying to argue, he exists. I can show you by the scripture that 2,000 years ago, they will not bring their own. You guys will not be arguing, 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 arguing. God say, I don't care. I only argue with same people, people who are already believing. Amen? And so maybe I'll do the evangelism, I can try. Yeah, I'll just give you a little bit of nugget, nugget, nugget. I'm just saying, so what I do, typically when I go for evangelism, I'm so very clear, I'm really trying to talk about this philosophy. God, I want to ask this to go. I can't say I'm going to stay here and be wasting <laughs> I do it like, evangelism to me is robotic because I want to reach as many people as I want to reach. I just say, wow, that is awesome. But me, I'm just saying, no, that from my own personal perspective, my testimony, I have a testimony of God being good to me. And for me, that testimony is living. I just want to leave you with that. <laughs> I can't fit. <laughs> At least I've sown the seed. Yeah. <laughs> now, these are not too here to argue. I'm just saying my own living testimony. Just take that one and be going. Amen. Praise God. Can I continue? Let's wrap it up. Amen. You see, so in this, and we're going to spend time. This, this thing has just opened. We're going to, so doctrine of Christ, doctrine of the Father, we're going to do it well. Amen. And it's the, the base now for us. You see this scripture, Isaiah 11. And the Spirit of the Lord. And it shall go forth a stem out of, a rod out of the stem of Jesse. 
and a branch shall grow out of his roots, and the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Remember, there are two lords. My Lord said to my Lord. So the first dimension of these seven spirits is the first one. Then he crosses over the baton to the second one. Because remember uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, and I'll receive you and be a father. I mean, I'll take you from the son and I'll be a father unto you and you shall be my sons and daughters. Now hear me. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding. Revelation, that's Christ. Counsel and might, that is Christ. Knowledge is when they transition. Because there's a knowledge that's in the sun and the cap of it. The most high knowledge is in who? Is in the Father. Praise the name of the Lord. Alright, give me 10 minutes. Let me just introduce this and we'll move on from here. The most high knowledge is in what? Is in the Father. The Father now takes it over. Inside knowledge, the spirit of knowledge. Amen? And then the Father, when you now talk about, and of the fear of the Lord is everlasting life. And then quick understanding in the fear of the Lord, it means you are ready for eternal life now. Because eternal life is quick. How do I know? I come quickly. My reward is with me. And my walk is before me. Yes. So when you are coming to quick understanding of the fear of the Lord, you are about to receive eternal life. Everything becomes quick. And quick doesn't mean fast in time. Quick means that they will quicken you in this, in, quickly. The, the, the quicken is the, the way they will quicken, they will quicken you spirit, soul, body rapidly. Now, let me introduce these things. This is what we are going to be laboring in. So let's introduce spirit of wisdom and understanding, then spirit of counsel and might. Then I will stop there. Why? Because I said in the spirit of knowledge, what happens? You, you are finished. In the spirit of knowledge is when you come to the fullness of Christ. Meaning you have finished Christ's knowledge. And then you now enter into the everlasting knowledge. That happens in the spirit of what? What did I say? Hear me? That happens in the spirit of what? Knowledge. Am I communicating? Oh, okay, how do they want me to? Let me do it from the top down. The introduction. Let's start from the spirit of knowledge. I want to prove to you there is a most high knowledge. Just see Numbers chapter 22. I want to introduce, right now, today's meeting has just been an introduction of the curriculum for the year. Amen. Am I communicating? The Spirit of the Lord will begin to rest upon us in this house. That's one thing that I begin to see. The Spirit of the Lord shall begin to rest upon us in this house as we engage this year. That's what, that's what the, I saw in on that uh, last meeting. As they took me there, I was opening it. I was seeing it was a season that the Spirit of the Lord wanted to begin to rest upon us. As the spirit of truth, meaning bringing the content of truth that will cause him to rest. That's what I began to see. Amen. So we are in for, we are in for blessings. It's almost like now we're going to be inheriting what we are hearing. Praise God. What seals an inheritance is when it has turned to spirit. When it's not just word anymore. I have knowledge. I know this. I know that. It has turned to spirit. Meaning it has turned to living. Amen. Uh, I said numbers. Oh, who can help me? What what chapter? So I can read numbers. Ah, huh? 
22, yes. Is that what I'm looking for? When Balaam, is it 22 or 24 now? Let's go. Twenty-four, praise God. Yes, I just want to show us something. Just very quickly, where is that verse I'm looking for? Glory to God. Yes, from verse sixteen. <clears throat> so Balaam saw the pro- okay. I'll say from verse fifteen. He saw the prophecy. I'll start from fourteen. And now, behold, I go unto my people. Come, therefore, now advertise thee what these people shall do to thy people in the latter days. So he was about to prophesy. And he took up this parable and said, Balaam, the son of Beor, had said, The man whose eyes are open had said, um, He has said, which has heard the words of God. He's talking about a seed in there. That's eternal life. Then what? And knew, is a knowledge. And knew the knowledge of who? Of the Most High. Who is that? The Father. And then the last one, which showed the vision of the Almighty. Who is that? Christ. Remember, many might. Are you seeing that? So there is exceeding great army. Mystery of God, mystery of Father, mystery of Christ. Who heard the words of God? Praise God. I won't even go into that. I know when our daddy teaches this, he talks about it like that. It's actually the, word, the words of God. There is the words of eternal life. Amen. And then what? And knew the knowledge. So there's a, there's a knowledge that they, hear me, hear me. There's a knowledge that only the Most High has. That Christ doesn't have. Now hear me well. Because who is Christ? Christ is all of them, right? Christ is both Jesus, Christ, the Son of God, both wonderful counselor, mighty God is inside Christ. Everlasting Father is inside Christ and Prince of Peace is inside him. Not so. So, but, so you see that there's a knowledge. So that's why I'm saying that in the spirit of knowledge, there's a dimension of it that is Christ, the end of Christ. Am I communicating? And there's a dimension of the spirit of knowledge that crosses over into what? Into the most high knowledge. Into the tronic knowledge. The act knowledge. The everlasting life knowledge. And it's meant for you and I. Why? Who is the most high? The everlasting Father. He has a knowledge. And it was the knowledge was actually revealed there. Should we see it? Let's see it. Verse 17. I shall see him. This is numbers, remember. But not now. I shall behold him, but not near. There shall come a star. Capital S, out of Jacob, an acceptor shall rise out of Israel. Who is that? The Son of God. So in the realm of everlasting life, the knowledge you begin to learn, which is higher than Christ, is actually the revelation of what? Of the Son of God. And to access that thing, you have to go into the book of Hebrews. Why? That's why they call it, if the word spoken by angels was steadfast and recompensed, there was disobedience was recompensed. 
How shall we escape if we neglect what? So great. It means what they're discussing in Hebrews was what? So great. And what is great? Everlasting. So Hebrews is a discussion of everlasting life. If you notice in April, where was Reverend going to a lot? Hebrews chapter 4. For the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any double-edged sword, to the divine and asunder of bone of marrow, to the, in, to the what? What does he do? The descender of what? Thoughts and intent. That's where that thing came out from. That's where that thing came out from. It's in Hebrews, you could descend, you come into that fullness, sonship light. Amen. Which is the knowledge of everlasting life. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, Amen. I said I'll start from the top and then come down. Now we're going down to the next two, which is now Christ. So, knowledge, the spirit of knowledge is what again? The crossover from where? From Christ's knowledge to whose knowledge? To everlasting knowledge. Amen. So just note it like that. If you have not understood all I have said, in the spirit of knowledge is the crossover from what? Meaning the finishing of Christ's knowledge and the commencement of who? Of the everlasting Father's knowledge. So it means that anything below the spirit of knowledge is who? Is Christ. Am I communicating? Then anything above the spirit of knowledge is what? Is everlasting life. Unto eternal life. To make you ready, quick, for eternal life. That's the last one. Quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. Are you with me somebody? So now, let's see. Now, we are not condescending. That's what I wanted me to do. Because our curriculum now, my people, our curriculum for the rest of this year is cracking those spirits which bring out the understanding of Christ and if God will permit, of also the Father. Amen. Now, I want to seal it with this conclusion. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 3. We'll see the spirit of do you see what the spirit of, amen? What the spirit of, I'll close here. Amen. Because the other one, we've, we know that one, Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1 is what begins the whole Christ school. Anybody who doesn't have spirit of wisdom or revelation, you don't know Christ. It's as simple, no is but more in me. You, you don't, I don't understand scripture, you don't have revelation to access scripture, you don't know Christ. You will be a milk person, unskillful in what? In the word of, as long as you are unskillful in the word of righteousness, it means you will be erroneous in the word of righteousness. It means your doctrine will be erroneous. Inaccurate conclusions of doctrine. Why? Because you don't have the spirit of wisdom and revelation. That's Ephesians chapter 1. So that's where that thing begins. So Christ is tied to this spirit. That's what I'm trying to say to you. Christ and Father, doctrine is tied to these seven spirits. That's what I'm trying to say to you. They are the spirits that help you. Jesus said, it's better for you that I go. For if I go, I will send the Holy Ghost. What would he bring? He will teach you, bring you into all truths. They are the spirit of wisdom and revelation will bring you into the formation of Christ. The spirit of, uh, the spirit of counsel and might will finish off the Christ, bring you into an overflow of Christ in the spirit of knowledge, and cross you over into everlasting life. They are the seven spirits that manage the operation of development. Amen. And the evidence you know that you are fully formed in Christ is when you begin to have these spirits settle in your life. When the spirit of might is fully at work in you, you will know that Christ has been formed in you.
Let's go. Let's see that Ephesians chapter 3 and we'll close. Glory to God. Oh, uh, who's excited for the rest of this year? This is our labor. This is our labor. We'll break it down until you own it. It's very simple. This is how these things work in the spirit. When, when did Jesus receive Holy Ghost as an inheritance? When he has finished his work. By the time he resurrected, what was happening to him? He was ghosted. The glory of God was upon him. He, he, how did they ascend to, to the heavens? In a cloud. So what does that tell you about spirits? They won't rest finally until you have their contents. That's what I'm saying. So when you have full Christ content, is when you now start seeing spirit of counsel and might fully resting upon you and it will be known. You will know when might has rested upon you. Might is not for... No. Might is that you will to endure anything. Might is charity. Bear all things. Endure. It takes might. Endure it all things. Hope it. That's the evidence of the spirit of might. You'll be bearing. You'll be enduring. You'll be staying. You'd have a bold because of might. Meaning you'll be able to abide every adversity. Why? If you fail in a day of adversity, your strength is weak. When you have the spirit of might, you will never fail in a day of adversity. So you will take might to not fail in a day of adversity, to abide in a day of adversity, to stand in a day of adversity. And for that spirit of might to rest, you will see there was a liberal power in Ephesians chapter 3. It was talking about the revelation. How that by revelation, God made unto, brought, brought, made known unto me the mystery of Christ. He was not talking about that. Then he now, he now got to verse 16. Which we are, we're going to finish now. Verse 16. Amen. Hallelujah. Where it says that he will grant you according to the riches of his glory, which is Christ, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man, semicolon, that what? That Christ may dwell. By the time the spirit of mind rests in you, you already come on, you already touched the fullness of Christ. You have arrived in charity. Amen. The only thing that needs to be added to that is the highest peak of Christ's knowledge. That's all that's left. So let's see it. That he will grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in what? In the inner man, semicolon, that what? That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted. His might that does this. Root you. Ground you. Where are you going when you have been rooted in the place? Does a tree move? Does a tree decide that he wants to approach itself and go somewhere else? Is there rooted? So you must be rooted, immovable. That is might that would establish you in that rooting. Rooted and grounded, amen. Rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend that's all knowledge, all with all sense. What is the breadth and length and depth and height? Now, verse 18 here is the spirit of knowledge. The spirit of might has done his work in verse 17. He now took you into comprehension, which is knowledge. What are you comprehending? Knowledge, the final knowledge, the finishing knowledge of Christ. Because who is Christ? Christ is a building. A building has a depth. Are you seeing it? A building has a length. 
a width, a breadth, and a building has a height. That's what they are describing here. So, verse 18 says, may be able to comprehend, meaning you're now coming to the fullness of the knowledge called Christ. After might has rested and Christ has settled, you now capstone it with the spirit of knowledge that is dimensioned in Christ. Amen? That's the comprehension. With all sense, what is the breadth, length, and depth, and height? Building is finished. But the building is for somebody. You are now ready for everlasting life. Verse 19. Verse 19 is another knowledge. That's the most high knowledge. Look at it. Together, please. And to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now, they say to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, but it's another knowledge because they say you should know it. <laughs> if it's not a knowledge, they will not have said you should know it. So, what they mean by passeth knowledge, it passeth Christ's knowledge. Is now most high knowledge. When he says something that passeth fullness, is most high. So to know the Lord, because who does Christ love? His Father. That's the love of Christ. So to know the Father, which passeth knowledge, that you may be full with all His fullness, all the fullness of God. Are you with me, somebody? Are you seeing Father? And Paul was wanted to make sure he iced the cake properly. The next verse, he just introduced God. Look at it. Verse 21. Is it 21? Verse, where am I? Verse 20. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding, exceeding great reward here. Exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Who is that? A wonder. It means there is another one who can do exceeding above what you can ask or imagine. The greatest thing you can ever conceptualize is above it. It's exceeding above. That is overflow. That's eternal life. That's like an oil of joy. Bounding, abounding over. Praise God. Are you seeing the journey now? The whole, so we have to journey through those seven spirits. But what you're actually picking from the seven spirits are Christ to his fullness then everlasting life to his fullness, then you are now ready for the quick one, for eternal life. Can we appreciate God this afternoon? Praise the name of the Lord. Um, Pastor William, do you want to pray for us? Father, we thank you. We bless your holy name. Thank you for today. Thank you for how you have blessed us. Thank you for even the journey of the message today. Father, we give you praise. You are preparing us for the phase ahead so that when eternal life is being shown, we'll be ready for you next time. We're ready for the words of eternal life. You will continue to show us mercy. Peradventure, any words that I've said has not been understood. Help us to take home Christ. Take home the understanding in Christ and the vision of the future of everlasting life in the mighty name of Jesus. Help us to begin to engage these seven spirits. Spirit of wisdom and revelation. I want us to pray. Pray in the spirit just quickly. For the spirit of wisdom and revelation. The spirit of counsel and might to begin to be evident upon each and every one of us here in this house. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we bless you. 
Avantalie di, Avantalia Gai, Avantalie Vieda, Avantalie Vakali, Avantalie Viazai, Avantalie Vatiai, Asia Maniaziedai, Asia Mania Vadias, Asia Mania Vadiesi, Asia Mania Vadiaza, Asia Mania Vadiosi, Aliga Bayevidi, Aiga Bayavada, Aliga Bayevadi, Aliga Bayevada, Aliga Bayevadi, Aiga Bayevade, you will help us, my father, you will save us, my father, you will deliver us from sin and death, you will deliver us from hell and death, and against all the power of the enemy, you will cause us to overcome, you will cause us to come into might, you will cause us to come into might, and you will make us great, you will make us great, you will cause us to come into might, and you will make us great, you will increase us on every side, with your knowledges, knowledges of wisdom, knowledges of revelation, knowledges of understanding, knowledges that bring counsel, knowledge that makes us might, knowledge that brings all knowledge, hold on to us, Cause these seven spirits to rest upon me. Cause these seven spirits to rest upon us that we may become wise in every dealing of our life. We will become wise. We won't hire than the enemy. We will become wise in every dealing of our life, in every progression, in every relation, one to another, one to another. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Bless this house. Bless the church of God. Bless us in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we are prayed. Amen. May we share the grace, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Rest and abide with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely God's goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Shalom. Thank you, everyone. God bless you. Thank you for joining us. Amen. You dwell between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim.